All right, fantasy football's back. That means Lucky Shots Media, Ricky Larson back all season. Ricky, good to get you on. Want to start with just your knee-jerk kind of reaction from week one, surprises, disappointments in the fantasy world. So I just did my fantasy show yesterday. Talked about all the fantasy heroes, all the fantasy uh, heartbreakers. Matt Stafford, Mm -hmm. heartbreaker. I mean, he did okay, but not what you would expect from the Rams' offense. Dak Prescott, regardless of breaking his hand, still was doing absolutely nothing. Uh, He's another one of my quarterbacks. Then you had Damian Harris. You know, you were hoping if New England couldn't get anything going, they'd run the ball, he'd get some more points. Only had 7.8. Mike Williams, regardless of uh, Mr. Keenan Allen going out at a certain point, Williams didn't touch the ball to the fourth quarter and only touched it twice. Mm. Hell's up with that. Um, you know, and a lot of people drafted uh Kyle Pitts very early, probably like tight end two or three. Did two catches, guys. Two catches for 3.9 points. So uh a lot of a lot of disappointments last week. And then you had some of the usual suspects as the fantasy heroes, Mahomes, yeah. Allen. Uh, how about the quarterback three, though? Mr. Carson Wentz, 313 passing yards. Four touchdowns, couple of picks, as you would expect from Carson Wentz, but 27 points. Yeah. I don't think you started him, but you probably wish you would have if you uh, had not Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes in any league. How about Saquon Barkley? Mm. Finally looking like the Saquon Barkley everyone drafts in the first round anyway. Yeah. So uh, good for him as well. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, who we just expected to be that guy. He was that guy. Uh, And finally, we get to see DeAndre Swift have a relevant fantasy football game, even though he's obviously one of the top backs in the league. Finally, finally gets up there. 26 and a half points, 144 rushing yards. Yeah. Damn. Atta boy. And then obviously Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, all guys you expect to be at the top of lists. Uh, all had huge games. Cooper Cup, despite having yeah. a terrible performance from uh, Matt Stafford. So, yeah, uh, too bad all of the guys on those winner columns were not on my teams. <laughs> yeah, Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's it's crazy. He just towers over the rest of that position. You're like, you, that's the guy you should be drafting in Kyle Pitts's position. I know he's probably going up uh, near him as well. Um, all right, well, let's break down to some news. I'm sure a lot of people looking to that waiver wire, if you had Dak Prescott, you are in this scenario. Who are you streaming uh, in place of him? Uh, there was two really good options this week, uh, in my opinion. You had Carson Wentz, who was only 16% rostered. Yeah, He was a quarterback three last week. Like I said, 313 passing yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, 27 points this week is also not a great matchup, or it is a great matchup, not a great matchup for the defense. Going against Detroit, Yep. Uh, he's projected about 18 points. I could easily see him going into the 20 to 25 range at the least. Uh, so he's a great streaming option. And how about Jameis Winston? Yeah. A lot of his was not in the first half, but he turned her on late in the game, uh, ended up with 21 points. And shockingly, he's actually more rostered than Carson Wentz. So uh, he may be a little harder to pick up, but you got to believe in him. And I probably said it last week as well. 
He's a guy that he's might throw some interceptions, but he's going to throw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. I don't actually think he even threw an interception last week. So that's going to nope. be, that's got to give you a thumbs up there as well. So uh, those are two quarterbacks that definitely should be on your radar behind that. I really hope you drafted a second quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's still a handful. It's like, you know, Matt Ryan did Matt Ryan things, 15 fantasy points. He's still, uh, available in my kind of the league I go off of my main 12 team uh, PPR. James is still available for what it's worth, maybe because it's Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, look what they did to Dak, as you aforementioned. Ta- uh, Tannehill against Buffalo, you probably stay away from, but Daniel Jones, he could get you 15. Uh, Baker against the Giants, you know, coming off an 18 point performance. Uh, maybe even Jared Goff, who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, again, we've talked about it on last week's episode you could always stream quarterback. That's why you kind of let them slip in your draft, but Dak going down certainly hurts. Can you start CD lamb still with his absence? I mean, I have to, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but it's something where if you've got other options, lower end options, I will say you have to think twice about it. I think, I mean, Last year, when Cooper Rush played, he had Amari Cooper there. So that pulled some attention away from CD. Everybody now knows that CD Lamb is a stud. Mm -hmm. With a backup quarterback, that's who they're going to cover. That's going to be obviously the main guy. But if you have somebody like Brandon Cooks, uh, maybe even Curtis Samuel or Julio Jones, I'd be tempted to play uh, Curtis Samuel or Julio Jones. If you have that option, Uh, Julio, Chris Godwin may be out this week. It's a hamstring, I believe. So that's even if he does play, he probably will go down again. And Julio was super involved. I mean, he didn't score a lot of points, but they were doing jet sweeps, jet passes to him, giving him uh, targets. So he's not a bad option. And Curtis Samuel finally did what I wanted him to do last year. Yeah. And that's, get a lot of a lot of targets, get some catches, get touchdowns, and he looked really good. And they're running it with him like, yeah, I hope Samuel can, uh, Samuel can stay healthy because that's a definite weapon. Of course Julio's going to go get a Super Bowl ring with Tampa, you know, good for him, I guess. He had a crazy catch and yeah, a relevant fantasy day. Uh again, we're just kind of rapid firing questions at uh, the fantasy guru himself here, Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media. Can you trust Adam Thielen this year? Oh, I've been off Adam Thielen since before the season started. Uh, you saw the regression start last year, and the only reason he was fantasy relevant was because he still caught touchdowns. That offense is Justin Jefferson's now. Yep. And that's just plain and simple. I don't know what Adam Thielen's stat line was last week, but um, I do know that Justin Jefferson had nearly 200 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Yeah. It's hard to cover him. People aren't going to be able to cover him, which you would think, okay, that'll open things up for Adam Thielen, but that people knew last week still didn't stop him. Uh, so I, I've been off Adam Thielen. I more look towards younger guys even on that team. Yeah. Uh, you got K.J. Osborne, who was involved in the offense last year. Amir Smith-Marset got a few catches uh, last week, so – yeah, I'm definitely faded off of Adam Thielen, unless you like touchdown-dependent guys. 
He's uh, it's a sad day. He's been a workhorse for me probably for like four or five years. Uh, my name feeling groovy has uh, stuck around for a couple of years now. Um, so a shame, but yeah, I agree. I was disappointed. I threw him in the flex this week and, uh, he did not perform certainly. Um, okay. Let's hover around the panic button and decide if we press it or not on a few of these guys, Derek Henry, where are you at? Uh, I don't press the panic button yet. Uh, the fact that Dontrell Hilliard was one of the top, uh, running backs last week and he's supposedly the backup. Yeah you could get a little worried about that, but we do have to remember Derrick Henry went down to a season ending injury that he came back from in the playoffs yeah. and played during the playoffs. Didn't really get a lot of time to recover from that off season. I imagine he probably rehabbed more because he didn't have to play. So it, I think it's a little bit of a slow progression for him to get back. Do I think you can count on him to just outscore everybody in fantasy without catching the football now? I don't think so, but I think he still is a 15 to 20 point guy. 20 is the ceiling, I Mm -hmm. think. But if you've got a solid lineup with Derrick Henry in there, I think you can count on at least 15. I know this week he, he didn't get that, but I don't think you hit the panic button on him quite yet and if you are go grab Dontrell Hilliard right uh, 4.2% rostered so yeah yeah go grab him I mean he was he scored 21 points so if you're hitting the panic button go grab him are we hitting it with Aaron Rodgers mm, I'd love to say yes and just his whole season go to shit It's not that I hate Aaron Rodgers, but I don't like guys who demand all of the money so that they don't have anything around them and then bitch about not having anything around them. Well, sir, you have all the money, so we can't go get anybody. Mm -hmm. So you're stuck with what we got. Uh, You know, they drafted a wide receiver who damn near had a Marquez Valdez-Scantling type of touchdown last week in Christian Watson. Yeah. He could be a weapon. It's going to take a little bit for this offense to get going. So I think at least for the first half of the year, you might want to fade them if you have the option. Uh, but I'm not hitting the full season panic button. He is Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure he will get it figured out at some point yeah. and start getting you anywhere close to 20 points a game. Watson also dropped what could have been a sure touchdown too on that breakaway seam he had. Um yeah. Okay, last one is Stafford. Both of you and I have him rostered in a league. I worry about that offseason surgery, how he looked, albeit against arguably the top team in the NFL after week one. Uh, We panicking? We panicking? No. (laughs) All right. I'm just going to firmly say no because I got to manifest him doing well. Yes. But he also has a top three receiver on that team in Cooper. For Cup, who will help him. I mean, he's got plenty of other things around him that will be just fine. It was pretty shocking to see the way that they got handled against Buffalo. Um, but fantasy-wise, I think you can count on him for 15 to 20, uh, maybe over 20 on some games. But I don't think – I think 15 to 20 is about what you're going to get 
on a regular week from him. Uh, I mean, he got 12 last week and had three interceptions. Right. So he doesn't throw interceptions and you get to that 20 to 25 that you want. And a great audition this week against the lowly Falcons. Uh, we just talked about our boy here, the Wentz wagon, number three uh, quarterback this week, 27, nearly 28 points. He will be a top blank quarterback this season by year's end. I don't like that question. Oh. Uh, so honestly, I think like the top seven is hard to break yeah. because of the actual really good quarterbacks and then the quarterbacks who run the ball. So it's kind of hard to break into that top seven. Uh, comfortably, I can say he'll be a top 15. Yeah. He has the opportunity to be a top 10, in my opinion. Um, he's If Curtis Samuel's healthy, that's a huge target. He showed it last week. Jahan Dotson, the rookie, apparently is a pretty good target. Oh, yeah. they, didn't really, they didn't really target Terry McLaurin, who is the best wide receiver on that team. And I think Logan Thomas is good, too. They've got plenty of running backs uh, and a pretty good defense. So uh, he'll have plenty of opportunities. I think top 15 is where you can stay safe. Top 10, there's the possibility. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm actually, this is something that I'm thinking about doing is taking the Commanders plus 450 to win that division now that the Cowboys are falling back. Everyone's up on the Eagles, Giants. Everyone's losing their mind after one win. I think the Titans are nice. I think the Commanders got a real shot. At the, at, someone wins the NFC East, you know, falling backwards every year. Um, so I might be looking to place that. Uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you. 15's easy, but I can honestly see him if he keeps it up. It's about put. He was. I was thinking about him for MVP last year until he fell off a cliff like the last five weeks and then couldn't throw the ball. He's got. He's got weird streaky seasons. All right, that wraps up quarterbacks. So let's talk about some running backs. Um, we kind of talked about surprise, disappointing. Saquon certainly surprised me as he's the top running back. Can he keep it up? Uh. I've said it since the beginning of the year. If he stays healthy, I think he's a top two running back. As with Jonathan Taylor, if he's healthy all year, I think those two finish in the top two. Uh, yeah. McCaffrey possibly, but we didn't see a lot from McCaffrey last week. Yeah. But yeah, I think Saquon can keep it up. Uh, he's pretty much that whole offense. A little bit in the Christian McCaffrey uh, spot, you know, of kind of has to carry the team. Yep. And if you just look, I mean, 164 rushing yards. Yeah. That's a lot of rushing yards. Oh, yeah. And he can also catch the ball. So he doesn't have to run for 150 yards a game. He can, you know, get about 80, get some catches, and, you know, get a touchdown. And that'll put him in the top five at least every week. So I think he can keep it up. And I think, uh, like I said, if he stays healthy, could be the top running back this year. Running back you would rather have on your team right now, James Robinson or Travis Etienne Jr.? Oh, Jesus. The tough, hard-hitting questions here on Corbett's Corner. Well, you see, the Jacksonville, for some reason, likes Etienne more. For some weird-ass reason, I mean, James Robinson is technically the number two and scored last week. Yeah. In his other two campaigns was a really good running back. If if Jacksonville liked these two the same, 
I would say James Robinson. But I know that Jacksonville likes ETN more. So I'd have to go with ETN. I mean, yeah. I don't want to, but that's just that's just the way it is. I I would love to see James Robinson steal goal line work and get touchdowns and score more than he does, but I think ETN will be more involved in the passing game than Robinson and in full PPR leagues, that'll put you over. I have Robinson rostered in one of my leagues, you know, flyer on the bench. I'm like, wait, this guy puts up 20 points. I'm like, what is he doing down here? I'm glad they took a flyer on him. But again, I'm kind of taking it week by week to see, as you said, because they like, you know, giving it to ETN. They want to see him succeed too. It's very confusing, but that's the world we live in in fantasy football. Arguably the uh, biggest pickup, the most popular pickup of the week, Jeff Wilson Jr. Is he going into your starting lineups this week immediately? Uh, I picked him up on waiver wire, and it's a possibility. Uh, You know, it's hard to trust uh, San Francisco running backs because apparently when you get drafted to San Francisco, they give you a new pair of legs that don't work. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Yeah. They work fine to like be a fantasy – yeah, and to be like a fantasy person, but then you get hit and they just break. So it's it's hard to bet on any of them, but we've seen Jeff Wilson in the same position before. You know, Raheem Mostert goes down. Yeah. Jeff Wilson steps in. The year before that, I don't know who the starter was, but Jeff Wilson steps in. We're at a point again, Elijah Mitchell goes down. Jeff Wilson steps in. And yeah. what happens every time he steps in, he's fantasy relevant. So – I like him. Uh, I've got him on, I think, two different uh, leagues right now, and there's a possibility I start him. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Like, guys, I've got uh, Josh Jacobs. There's a possibility I put him in over Josh Jacobs. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, and it's a run first, you know, the run scheme of Shanahan, obviously. Trey Lance, what are we going to see after his kind of debacle and the slush uh, and water in week one? Um, yeah, interesting. And you get him for a couple weeks due to the Mitchell injury. All right. One of the more confusing teams and, uh, you know, kind of just trying to sort out through three different guys. We're going to talk about the new Orleans saints here. I hate Michael Thomas. Can you keep it up? Two touchdowns. We talked about Jameis Alvin Kamara disappointment. Is he questionable? Is he injured? And then should Taysom Hill be rostered as he's only a tight end now weaker position group and all of a sudden he gets that rushing touchdown uh had a couple of nice runs should he be looked at it maybe filling that void at tight end keep in mind he had 81 rushing yards <laughs> you're not gonna have another tight end have 81 rushing yards very good point. uh so it, it's the same Taysom hill trap that there is every single year but again he's at tight end that's what he's listed as in fantasy football and this is still a weak position. Uh, I was a little more excited about it this year because there are guys that I think could step up and be relevant. But if you're going to have Taysom Hill go out there, rush for some yardage because he's playing like their wildcat quarterback, possibly get some catches and score a touchdown. All you need from your tight end every week is a touchdown. Yeah. So yes, Taysom Hill should be rostered. Um. Who were your other two? Uh, Kamara, worried? A little bit. I don't know what this offense is supposed to look like now without Sean Payton because before it was Kamara's going to get his catches. He didn't really get his catches. 
But if you look at the beginning of last year, same thing happened. He ended up still being fine. So I wouldn't hit the panic button, but I definitely have the red flag next to him. My uh, arch nemesis, Michael Thomas, two touchdowns. Is he back? He's in the same position as Saquon, if I'm being honest. My other arch nemesis. He's he's going to be good if he's healthy. I mean, we haven't seen him actually play football before last week in like close to two years. Oh, my God, yeah. Comes back after that and scores a couple touchdowns like he never missed a beat. I mean, I hate to say it because he's very injury prone, but if he stays healthy, I could see him being up in the top 15. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Well, I trust your receiver knowledge here. This is Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media. You can get knowledge like this from last week. He told you it's going to be JJ, Chase, Cup. Adams, and then watch out for Michael Pittman Jr. to enter the top five. You know who your top five receivers were in week one? It listed them off for you right there. So nice shot by you, Lucky Shots Media, uh, Ricky Larson. Appreciate it, my man. Uh, enjoy week two, and we'll talk to you next week. Now let's hope for another crazy week of football. Yes, sir.